listening to the Retail Razor Show, where your expert hosts and their guests cast through the clutter in retail and retail tech to shape the future of retail. Hello, Retail Razor Show listeners and viewers, and welcome to retail's favorite podcast for product junkies, commerce technologists, and everyone else in retail and retail tech alike. I'm your host, Casey Golden. And I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. Welcome to part three in our Shop Top Live crossover event with Jeff Roster and This Week in Innovation podcast. You guys really make me feel like I missed out on some great conversations. I think I'm getting more FOMO than our listeners here. (laughs) (laughs) You are killing it with these amazing interviews. I have to come and join you guys next time, even though like I have no business purpose to be there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well... It would be amazing if you could make it, Casey. We definitely missed you on this. It was lots of fun to to capture these sessions. So on today's show, we are talking about none other than digital twins. One of my favorite, probably my the favorite metaverse topic that isn't necessarily a metaverse topic. <laughs> right? Well, I'm already hooked. So just tell me more, spill it. Who did you guys chat with? So this time, Jeff and I spoke with Adam Blair. CEO and founder of startup Site Bionics. And in this discussion, we learned just how popular it is to use those loss prevention cameras in your store for so much more than loss prevention. I mean, this was the second startup we talked to that were tapping into those cameras as a resource for analytics, this time using them to help build a multi-layered digital twin of your store. Interesting. And you guys uncovered a trend trend there. Wow. Like, not many people would have said those loss prevention cameras are so popular not too long ago. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you'll also want to keep track throughout this discussion with Adam of just how many different use cases and questions you can answer about your store environment using this digital twin that you build with with their solution and and all the loss prevention cameras, plus a few extra little add-ons that I think are pretty clever that they do. Well, let's not spend any more precious time talking about it. Let's get right into the discussion with you, Jeff. And Adam Blair, CEO of Site Bionics, recorded live and in person at Shop Talk 2023. Hey everyone, we are back at Shop Talk 2023, continuing our crossover event with This Week in Innovation. I'm Ricardo Belmar, I'm your host of Retail Razor Show, and I am here with none other than the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeff Roster. How you how you doing today? I don't know about you, but I am dragging. I'm possibly um, I went a little hard on the on the evening research opportunities last night. Just a little. Just a little. Yeah, well, yeah, just I'm, a little I'm bit hard, but it was too. late. It's, it, it was yeah. It's it's Trashed. what are we day three? Day, are we day, day three, three? Day five. I tried to. <laughs> I I really was planning on being done by eight, but uh, there was an event at the what Skyfall Lounge, which was started at nine thirty. Phenomenal, but mm. boy, it got a little bit late for me. A little late. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. One, one more day to go. One more day. One more day to go. All right. All right. So the good news is we've got another great guest with us today, Jeff. We are here with Adam Blair, and CEO of Site Bionics, who's going to tell us all about the cool things that uh, he's working on over there. So Adam, I'm going to let you introduce yourself here and dive in and give us your background and what Site Bionics is all about and what you know what challenges are you solving for retailers and and uh, give us the scoop. Sounds good. Thanks for the uh, intro. Uh, yeah, at Site Bionics, we're helping retailers make sense of their physical world. 
And what that means particularly is we're building digital twins for retail stores. And we, we view that as, just to be clear, because we, we, you know, one of the things that you get into with digital twins is there's a lot of different uses of it. Different, mm-hmm. It's an, kind of an overloaded term, right? Right, right. We view the digital twin as a data, fundamentally a data model of the store. And it's a means of getting, taking the messy unstructured, unstructured data that you get in a store when you have humans moving around doing what humans do. And, and, and you try to make sense of it all. So yeah, for us, it, it actually getting into a little bit of how we do that. We start a little, we start by getting a, a sense of the site. So we have the means of going around and getting a physical rendering. So, um, to be clear, it's not sort of a metaverse play in that direct sense, mm-hmm. right? Where okay. we're just okay. not necessarily going into it, but we do have, for what it's worth, we do have a rendering. that's like video game quality rendering of the space, but that's a tool. It's a tool that allows us to, we, we can start there. We can help retailer to understand how the store is laid out, whether or not their merchandising and their layout is matching what they expect from corporate and, and be able to feed that data back. And that's sort of our layer one, right? Then we have the ability to layer on, to use existing cameras in the store as available and be able to add sort of our video analytics piece on top of that, where you can track movement through the space. Right. And then we have a, an IOT portion that can go beyond that too, where we can leverage on my, my pack background in, in RFID particularly and, and other IOT technologies and, and be able to leverage that and, and, and build really. So it's sort of these layers and we want to bring value to retailers at each of these layers. Right. And, but it's the full data source that's really the thing. And, and, and then once you add that, you get that full system. You get the learning that goes on top of it, and then you have the ability to move into higher levels of analytics where you're able to get a model and understand how things are behaving, why they're, why things are happening, and, and then help retailers better understand how to use their space and make the most of it. So a couple of questions right off the bat. How do you get the, the first rendering in, in layer one? Yeah, we do that with, it's, it's, it's using just a cell phone, okay. standard imagery. Okay. We have the ability, and we, we've actually, this is the piece we've built so far. We're, we're obviously very, we're a very new startup. Uh, we've only been around for a couple months, but this is a piece that we have, we have developed the capability to go into a store and develop that rendering in about 15 minutes for like a mall size store. So okay. yes, yes. So who would actually do that? Would the store associate level? I mean, just literally somebody just taking your phone and just videoing the, the aisles and that's right. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, wow. it's, we don't want it to be specialized. We don't want to have to send our people in. We want to make that available to, you know, the, the people that are there for, for ease. And then I think in the layer two, you said something about tying into existing cameras. Is that the LP cameras or? We have the ability to do that. Yes. Or that, that's what we're working to build, I should say. The, the, the DVR that's existing on the camera, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're very sensitive about privacy, right? That's mm-hmm. a big, big deal sure, for us. Yeah. We mean that genuinely. So we don't, you know, we don't want to be storing any data, any, any image data. We want to leverage the existing systems that, that are there. And so we would, yeah, we would be able to essentially connect in with the existing security system and, and be able to derive analytics from that. Hmm, interesting. So tell us then a little bit about what kind of analytics you would expect a retailer to, to benefit from here. How would they use, so once you have the digital twin of the store, right, how are you expecting a, a retailer to use this? Yeah, we're expecting, I mean, it's, it's look, we, we think that this, if we can get to the full digital twin or when we get there, I should say mm. that uh, it, it can be used in, in all sorts of aspects of how they run the store. So, and how they engage with their customers as well. Right. So it starts with making the most, the, the best use of the space that they have, right? Understanding how they want to lay out a store, right? We would expect them to, in, in the long run, to be able to sort of model how they think it should work, test it out. You might be able to run A B testing in multiple stores, right? And, and, and really 
get to the next level of efficiency and sort of in terms of the layout and, and merchandising. We expect to be able to understand that the full, con- the, the full shopper path to purchase. We do believe we have the ability to tie that back to individuals as, if they were to opt in. Um, and they can opt in at any point in their journey and the entire journey could be connected in. So you could start to actually conceive of a digital twin of the individual as they opt in and, and, and make better use of that. And then, and then, and then operationally in, in terms of operational efficiency, right? Understanding how their staff are moving around, how they're, who they're interacting, when and why, and, and try to improve operations as well. So it's kind of, it can be kind of all things for all people, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm obviously sharing a vision here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what would a deployment look like? That's a great question. Yeah. The, so the, 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 the early deployment is you go in and you scan the store using our app which we, we are in the, we, we plan to productize, right? So you would go in and you would do that, that sort of first deployment. You'd connect into the back, the, the security system, just a computer in the back office kind of thing. And, and that's, that's actually all you need, right? Because you have the, the imagery and the, the, the data, we have the ability to understand what's a fixture, what's, what different product are, and infer your merchandising plan and how, it, how it's, the store is laid out. And, and so that's, that's kind of all that's necessary to get, to get going. We would be, you know, we would expect to be delivering dashboards and things like that. So your, your people in corporate, your merchandisers could actually interact with the store, right? You could actually lay it out in our tool set and drag and drop fixtures around and move them around in that way. And then, and then push that down to your in-store staff. You can get the, the feedback confirmation that the store has been laid out appropriately and see how the behaviors adapt and how performance of the store adapts. So you're getting live feed constantly out of the, the LP cameras. That's right. Any issue with LP on that? With with LP directly, it depends. I mean, it's going to depend. It's going to depend a lot on 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 who. Because right? they're so easy to work with, I'm sure. Very right? flexible. <laughs> there is look. There's there's absolutely a, a path in there. With any any time, look, anytime you put any computer system inside anybody's network, you have to be. There's a process you have to go through. With LP, it'll be more rigorous for sure. Um, like I said, we're, we're we're totally open from a privacy perspective. Having having the code getting vetted right, is, is totally, you know, among our expectations, right? Well, you know, Ricardo, that's interesting because that's the second, second startup we've talked to. That's right. That's tying in. So there's, there seems to be a trend trend here in leveraging that LP video. 36 hours ago, if you would have said you're going (laughs) to run stuff through the LP camera, I'd have said you're crazy. But but, I mean, obviously two, you know, the last two folks we talked to. So, yeah. And it does make sense to sweat those assets. So, Right. No, I mean, it, it does because you, you've already got a lot of useful information there. You're already covering exactly what you want to see in the store. So this is a great way of, of using that information to derive new data insights from it. And in fact, one, one, of, the, one of the potential early, early benefits you can have from this approach is you can actually get an, a, an immediate assessment of how good are your, is your security camera layout, right? Because we could show you exactly where in that 3D rendering you have coverage and where you do not. Right. Well, that's interesting. interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 Any sense right now what percentage of the store is covered? I would think in theory they would say 100%, but obviously it can't be 100%. Yeah. yeah talk to the employees and see yeah. what they yeah, say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where they take those hidden breaks. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't actually have a sense for that. I mean, it, it's, it's, and, and, and it's also the sort of thing, again, we, we have the ability to go in and say where those holes are, how to fill them. So do you, Envision retailers using this. So, you know, once you have that digital twin, they have the model that they're going to do a lot of kind of what if and AB scenarios on product placements on shelves and rearranging things and doing some modeling with that before they push that down to stores. 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that that's, that that's absolutely one of the expectations. The other way that I actually like to look about, look at it is, you know, w- most retailers, when they provide direction down to the stores, they're providing guidance. And there's different retailers are different in terms of how much local control that they give. But I love the idea of giving a bit more local control, right? Uh, you know, one, one of the retailers we spoke with about this, they, had, they said that the reason they don't give more local control is that they found they don't trust the control at the retail at, at the at the retailer at the at the local site, right? They they you know the the person that has best of intentions and and the example that they gave us directly was then you end up with a beer next to the back to school section, right? And, <laughs> it might work. So, I don't know. Right? I don't I don't know if that's unintentional. Yeah. It would have worked as, exclusively as a parent. I don't know if that's unintentional. It definitely would have worked at Chico State. Dropping a daughter off at San Diego State, it absolutely would have worked there. Maybe a little off brand for the retailer. Exactly. Uh, maybe just <laughs> a bit. Be. Yeah, maybe a little. But, but the, the, you give that sort of control down and now you actually introduce some randomness into the larger system. And that's actually a good thing in this case, because as long as you're able to measure and then close that feedback loop, when somebody goes and does something that's silly, you can, you'll see the behavioral changes of that store. Mm-hmm. When somebody does something that's, that's surprisingly effective, you'll see those re- results too and be able to understand why. And so then you can pull that data up to the corporate level and feed it down to all of your stores. And so you can, you know, create more of a learn, a, a much tighter, more effective learning cycle as a result. Interesting. So I, I guess I have to ask, how did you come to this idea and what, what motivated you to create this solution? Yeah. So it's, it's, I guess it, it came through, through a, 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 a path, a journey, I suppose. It actually started a couple startups I've had now. This is my third, my third startup. The previous two have been in overhead RFID. Okay. Uh, and, and, and one in particular, the first one was we were partnered with Intel in, in their responsive retail platform from oh, okay. years back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so one of the things that we found early on when we did some, some of our early RFID deployments, we were getting like 85% of the, the total inventory that we could actually like read within about an hour of running. We found if we just left it on running continuously for long periods of time, though, and we added just a strong probabilistic algorithm on top of it, that we could actually infer the inventory you needed for the purposes of restocking to a 99% plus accuracy by just at any given moment, just running over an extended period of time because you could see the dynamics of the store. You could see how, so I haven't read something for a day. It doesn't, is it more likely that it's out of stock or it's still here and it's just not readable or is it, is it gone? And so by applying that sort of, that, that sort of algorithm and that model on top of the store, we were able to make much better, much more effective use of the really messy data that we had, right? So it, it started with that as I got into talking to people in the computer vision space as well. They have similar problems, right? Where you have, it's very messy, very uncontrolled data. And so you start applying these higher level algorithms to it and you start to get to the better insights, right? You get, you start to answer the questions. You start to put yourself in a place where you can answer the questions that the retailers actually have, right? And and to step back a little bit to the inventory question, retailers don't really like they think they want to know what, what is in their inventory list, right? But in reality, they want to know, should I restock right now, right? And, and what items should I be restocking when? They want to know, can I ship this? Can I have somebody that's looking at this item online right now? Should I send them to the store to pick it up? Right? Those are two very simple, very, very different questions that are, you know, it's, it's somewhat arbitrary to ask them of the same list, right? And so by building the more comprehensive model, you can get to something that can answer those real questions that are being asked of the store, right? And so that's how we think about it. We think about it as querying the digital twin for whatever information and the, the digital twin will give you the best answer for that question 
given the full context of the store, right? So if you're down to one, umbra one umbrella and you haven't sold them in a week, any, any in a week, right? You might be inclined to say, well, go ahead and send somebody that's 15 minutes away. If I told you that it hadn't been raining in a week and it's raining now, right? That answer is mm -hmm. very different. Right. So that's how we're looking at it is the full context response. So who do you sell into in that regard? Is that, is that BI? Is that, what is that? Yeah, we think it's, it, it's, it's most likely the CIO, CTO, CTO type level, right? Because we, we think about it in terms of the full data for the, for the, for the store. Right. You think we think about it in terms of, you know, the, that the, the data source, because it, it, it is, it's a little bit tricky, right? Because it is a lot of potential users for any of this data within the within the retail store. And, and we're thinking about it being the CEO or the CTO being the conduit into the rest of the retailer. Well, they'd be the one that buying it. But I mean, it, where would I put that in my in my tech stack? I mean, is that is that the business intelligence? Is that, I don't know, video analytics, I guess. I mean, that we've had that conversation, too. It seems seems pretty video -y and a lot of analytics. So. Are you comfortable with that sort of a classification? I mean, I think I'd prefer it being more business and business intelligence than, than I mean, I, I don't like it being the source of the data. I like it being the, the context of the data, but I, I, you know, I think that's something we're going to have to work through with the, the different retailers and how they're organizationally structured too, right? Because sometimes the, the titles don't completely match the function. That makes sense. Yeah, that does happen. That's true. Okay. Well, wow. I mean, it, this is, I, I'm always fascinated by digital twin technology right now, as I think this is, we're still sort of in early days on, on how retailers can leverage this kind of technology. What kind of questions can they answer by using it? Kind of your, your last example there, Adam, about, you know, how, how you can have just slight variation, right? Very different questions to answer. And by leveraging that digital twin, you can come up with an answer where in the absence of that, you know, how, how many different systems do you have to hit to be able to figure out what the answer is? That that's being facilitated here. So I think this is really, really a fascinating space to watch. And Jeff, to your point, you know, now this is the second yeah. conversation we, we've kind of come across where we're plugging into LP yeah. as a data source, but using it in a pretty different, more creative way necessarily than, than we might otherwise think of. I, w I am writing the email to my our, our mutual friend, Tony, to yeah, say, say um, are you thinking about I'm just this? curious that, that's what, right. just, so what the LP sense right. on that. That's but. right. Yep. So Adam, if somebody wants to reach out to you and, and find out more about what you're doing in Sitebionics, how should they reach out to you? Yeah, honestly, best way is just reach out directly. Adam at sitebionics.com. Also on LinkedIn is always a good way to get in touch with me. Um, and happy to have conversations, right? We're early. The conversations are, are, are the greatest value. The building the relationships is, is, is the most important thing for us right now. Great. Fantastic. Well, Adam, thanks so much for joining us. And we appreciate you taking the time out to meet with us. And we'll be We'll be watching out to see how things progress for you. Thank you so much for having me. Outstanding. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone. Well, welcome back, everyone. And wasn't that an interesting take on digital twins? Did you catch the ever important reference to computer vision? Yep, I did too. I did too. And this was a short but sweet session that we had with Adam. I mean, they are really leaning into helping retailers answer tough questions about their store, ranging from merchandise layouts to just general operations. I mean, having that digital twin opens the door to so many possibilities and A-B tests that you can run without having to spend the time and effort to physically change it in the store and know what kind of results you're going to get. And this is just why I've been a big proponent of digital twins as that one super important and practical use case for metaverse applications today. I agree. I don't think a lot of people know how much we have been doing physical twins in the industry, like 
building the whole entire area of your Macy's shop and shop somewhere else to pl- do floor sets and, uh, and and not just one, but, you know, 30 retailers, where their floors going, how that set's going to look, stack heights. I think that, I mean, we'd have whole teams that flew in to go ahead and and play with that before the merchandise plans went out. Having these spaces from your stores into like throughout the whole entire process, it's just it's there's so there's such a money savings here that if you can turn those cameras from a cost center to generating revenue. Exactly. How awesome is that? Exactly. Most times when we think of like a digital twin, everybody thinks that it's avatar clothing. Yeah, right. 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 On the consumer side. But I think that there's there's so many different applications that where we spend millions of dollars every season that could be recaptured and spent elsewhere by using right. these different types of digital twins in different ways of like visualizing uh, even just traffic patterns. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, just think of all the what if scenarios you can do, like you were saying, right, where before you, you could have a team of people take days, right, to experiment and try different options, different layouts. And now you just put them in that in the digital twin. You can see exactly you can do a fly through and, and kind of walk through that virtual space, see what it what it's going to look like to you and decide maybe that's not the option you want. I mean, it, it and it really does turn that whole cost center of having to absorb the cost of making those changes. Now, it's something that helps you get to revenue faster, right? Because now you, you can implement the changes, you'll know what the outcome is going to be, you've predicted it. And now when you're asking the store teams to go and do these things, it's not an experiment anymore. Now you know that you're doing something that's going to have a positive impact right to your, your revenue stream. So it just makes so much sense. I really believe people should be adopting this more and more. So I think that Adam is on to a good, a really good solid application here with Sitebionics. And we hope to see more of them in the future. Yeah. I mean, cutting lead time is, is a really big deal. Huge. Yeah. Um, so what's coming up next in the series? We've got one more to go, right? That's right. We've just got one more in the series. And sure enough, this is probably my favorite of the set. You know, at the start of the series, I teased that it was a follow-up to that popular discussion we recorded at NRF. We did run into a few difficulties, however. Difficulties? Okay. I didn't realize there was going to be a mystery attached. Well, remember the tri-chat that Jeff and I had with Vicky Cantrell and Ron Thurston at NRF, the one that was supposed to be a, a 10 to 15 minute discussion that turned into an al- almost an hour? Yeah, well, unforgettable. Yep. Well, we all agreed to do that same chat again at Shop Talk, but we did run into some scheduling challenges. Sure enough, we were also busy. There was only one time slot that we could manage to, to get together. And, and Rethink Retail was kind enough to let us use their booth space at Shop Talk to do this recording. So we planned it for the end of, I think it was day two at the show. But sure enough, that was also the time that Shop Talk had their happy hour scheduled on the expo floor. And I mean, literally, as soon as Jeff and I got to the Rethink booth and we were about to start setting up the recording equipment, suddenly we, all kinds of loud music starts blasting over the speakers because, you know, it's happy hour time. So it's time to put some music on the on the show floor. I guess that was part of the entertainment. So As you might guess, there was just no way we could record any audio under those conditions with all that background music playing. So we ended up deciding, okay, let's regroup the week after the show. We'd all have some time to digest what we saw, think about it, and we'd just do a normal remote recording. And so this last episode was not exactly recorded in person, but as a bonus, it does mean that there's going to be full video for everybody to watch this time. 
Well, that's a fantastic way to close out the series, and I'm sure it'll definitely be worth it. Now there's expectations that everybody's done their homework, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe I set that up a little too strongly. I hope I hope <laughs> we meet everyone's expectations now that I said that. <laughs> but, but for now, I, I'm just going to thank Adam Blair for joining Jeff and me for this recording that we just went through at Shop Talk. Thank you, Adam. We will definitely be watching for Sitebionics progress over the rest of the year. And on that note, Ricardo, this can only mean one thing. It's a wrap. If you enjoyed this season's shows, especially our podcast crossover miniseries, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Remember to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a minute. Plus, remember you can watch us, not just listen, on our YouTube channel and like and comment there. If you want to know more about what we talked about today, including a full transcript of the episode, take a look at the show notes for handy links and more deets. I'm your co-host, Casey Golden. If you'd like to connect with us and share your thoughts on this season and the crossover series, follow us on Twitter at KCC Golden and Ricardo underscore Belmar or find us on LinkedIn. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter and LinkedIn at Retail Razor for the latest updates. I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there's never been a better time to be in retail if you cut through the clutter. Until next time, this is the Retail Razor Show.